Welcome to the Mind Vine Podcast, where we challenge the stigma associated with mental illness through conversations about a variety of issues impacting mental health. Here we bring you news, views, and interviews that intrigue, educate, and celebrate recovery. Leading us on this journey are the hosts of the Mind Vine Podcast, Daryl Mathers and Chris Bovey. Well, welcome to the Mindvine Podcast. I'm uh, co-host Chris Bovey. I'm, I'm usually joined with our other co-host, Daryl Mathers, who's on assignment, working back at the office today. But we're very honored to have a special guest with us, uh, Chef Madison Cowan, who's uh, doing a presentation at the W. Galen Weston Center for Food today. Uh, you're going to be sharing uh, a bit of your story, connection with dementia, and also preparing uh, some special dishes for us as well. So welcome, and thank you very much for, for joining us. Oh, no, thank you, Chris. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an honor to be here. Thanks for having me. So I'm going to go back. I'm going to talk a little bit about your connection with dementia in a second, but, but your, your, your start in the world of culinary arts had a very kind of unique story. I wondered yeah. if you share a little bit about that. Yeah, right. Well, um, my mum, the woman who I consider to be my mum, the only mum I've ever known, um, she taught me to cook from three years old, actually. Um, I, had, as a young child, infant, I was brought over to meet her by my dad. So you can just imagine <laughs> what that scenario was about. But um, rather than uh, deny me or chuck me out, she, she chose to love me. Do you know what I mean? Uh, uh, obviously not her own child, mm-hmm. but she chose to love me um, in a way that I think it's deeper than the love that she had for her, her natural children. I mean, if you will, if, if, if that's even possible, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Um, there's an old adage, a Southern American adage, you know, you know, don't hate the baby, the baby didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Right. So, so no, from the time I was three, she taught me to cook and to clean and to sew and things like that. She said to me, I'll never forget, I want you to be the man that your dad is not. Mm-hmm. Do you know what right. I mean? Yep. Not that he was a bad man, I think we're all fallible, but you know, it's, um, these things happen. So. Um, she taught me baking, pastries, uh, food from scratch, some of the loveliest things you can actually, you know, imagine or you can taste. Mm. You know, this woman, this uneducated woman from Birmingham, Alabama, taught me everything she knew. Wow. So from there, um, I just took that, that foundation around the world, and it served me, it served me righteously. Hmm. Mm. So was it, was it a natural sort of a love of food? Was there a connect between the love that you had and... and- that sort of that family value in yeah. our home. Yeah. Absolutely, you know, yep. no doubt. It's like someone to give you everything they have. Mm-hmm. And all that they have is just this love, this comforting, this nurturing type of love. And then to align that with food. Right. Do you know what I mean? Food is very nurturing. Food is very comforting, um, that sort of thing. And um, she just taught me and, and showed me from the heart. Right. You know, and you can't get deeper than that. And for in this day and age, when when people are just working and, and have little time, mm. sometimes the only time they have to connect as a family is around the oh, dinner yes. table. Oh yes, you know, and it seems to be you know um, a lost um, art, if you will. You know, everything is about convenience nowadays. Mm. You know, people working one or even two jobs a lot of times. You know, um, the family dynamic has actually been, you know, has suffered, has been torn apart to a certain extent. So it's something that uh, my family and I, we're very adamant about, you know, no matter what we're doing, no matter what time of day, we make sure that we're around that dinner table having a chat, finding out how, you know, our day has gone, right. that sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? And um, it's, it's irreplaceable, really. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you know what I mean? So especially with a young 
a teenage child, do you know what I mean? It's something that we really cherish and look forward to. You know, it's, you would think that nowadays, you know, kids aren't really interested in talking to their parents. Right. But if you're reared in that way, do you know what I mean? It's just, it's just commonplace. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So what was your, I mean, obviously, what was your first big break when you kind of knew this is, I'm good at this. This is something, <laughs> <laughs> this is something that I, I, I want to pursue. Was there a sort of an epiphany or a moment in your life that it really clicked? Well, um, early on, I just knew what it felt like to cook and to create. Do you know what I mean? That feeling, if I could just replicate the feeling that I had in my mum's kitchen. I'm talking about the energy. I'm talking about the smells and the aromas, that sort of thing. Um, you know, I, I, I knew that I had uh, an innate love for it, but not until made it, if you will, if I can use that, not until um, I received four stars from the Times in London, um, opened up a restaurant in West End, and I was uh, one of only two establishments to receive uh, a four-star rating. And, you know, whatever you think about that, it says that somebody understands what I'm trying to do. It was a Southern American um, uh, uh, place in uh, Notting Hill Gate. And, you know, uh, Londoner is not familiar with, for the most part, you know, American cooking, Southern cooking, that sort of thing. But I was able to bring that to the masses and... People just went mental over it. Do you know what I mean? Right. I would recall the smells. I re you know, if I had you know an idea about something, I would call my mum on the phone and said, you know, what was that taste that you used to put in your cornbread? What was that, you know, that sort of thing? And I was able to, you know, replicate that. Right. And I think people got it. And more more than that, I think more importantly, they felt it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yep. So. So as far as I mean, people will have seen you on. You've been on a number of uh, Food Network shows and celebrity <laughs> shows. As a chef, how did you feel? Like, was that a, an avenue where, where it's like, I don't know if I really want to do that, or did yeah. it open doors, or, yeah. or choosing to kind of go into that that circuit? Well, it was, it's an interesting choice of words. You said choosing. Um, I like to feel that I didn't choose it. It chose me. Okay. Do you know, uh, coming from uh, the UK with a four-stars rating in hand, it's very difficult to get a gig. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's like you, you, you're going to someone's kitchen, you know, you say, listen... Um, your kitchen, your space, your name, your brand, I'll keep my head down and I'm just willing to learn that sort of thing. Nobody would hire me. Right. Nobody. Do you know what I mean? I, it's the funniest thing. Here I am with all these credentials and um, no one wanted any part of me. So uh, lo and behold, someone um, had mentioned my name or sent something into the Food Network about me and I received a call and it was for Chot. I had never heard the show, had never seen it. Uh, and then long story short... And they called me up and um, asked me if I'd like to be on telly. Since that was the only thing I had going, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I said, why not? You know, an opportunity is an opportunity. But it was very important for me, you know, not to go into telly with any sense of entitlement or arrogance or that sort of thing. When I cook, I cook from a place of love. Do you understand what I'm saying? Um, do you know what I mean? It's, it's what my mom taught me. Right. Do you know, I've been able to take what she's taught me and, and you know, all around the world. You know, and sort of paying homage to her. Mm -hmm. So uh, first day um, on set, I was asked to say how fantastic I am and how <laughs> wonderful and, and, you know, and how badass and, and what I'm going to do to these other chefs. I, and my thing was like, well, you know what? You can get anybody to do that. Right. Do you know what I mean? I, that's not what I'm here for. So if you don't want me on telly, I understand. So the long story short, as the day went on, they said, wait a minute. This guy, he's not going to slag anybody off but maybe we've got something else with him. He's a humble guy, you know what I'm saying? He's not, he's not watching everybody else. He's helping other people. Like, right. Maybe we can work that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so one thing led to another, nice. and I guess I was just very 
fortunate because it was about the food for me. It wasn't about the lights, the producers, the hosts, the cameras. It was about just doing what I know how to do. Right. And that's great because, I mean, it, that lifestyle can change people's principles and their, oh, their yeah. values in a dime, right? Just for that chance of stardom or things. No doubt. That, yeah. that 15 minutes. Yep. Do you know what I mean? But listen, opportunity doesn't always come round. So when it does, you've got to make the most right. of it. You know, I looked at it like this. I said, listen, okay, this is what I have. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to you know, work with this. But um, I just realized that maybe these producers, you know, that are asking for all these things and maybe the, you know, the um, culinary talent and mm-hmm. maybe they haven't seen the things that I've seen. Maybe they haven't had to do the things I've had to do. Right. do you know I mean? If they had, then maybe they wouldn't ask or make these requests, you right. know. So lo and behold, I was able to just get in there and rock and roll and cook. And maybe it was the accent, maybe it was the cooking, maybe it was something else, something that uh, wasn't available at the time. Right. So it, one door opened the next in the opportunity. So I was just ready. Right. I say stay prepared to meet any given opportunity. Sure. Yeah. So if Chef Count could have one meal, what, what would be your, you know, your go-to? Oh, I don't know. There's, um, you know, and this is probably a bit surprising. There's a small little Japanese spot in Prospect uh, Park, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, I've known the owner, Osamu, for about 24 years you know, back and forth traveling to the States, this guy can work Nobu under a table. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Everything is fresh the day of. He, he does proper Japanese food. Things like okonomoyaki, things like nabe, you know, not the standard or traditional, you know, um, sushi and, you know, sashimi, whatever. This guy does some amazing stuff. So anytime I'm, you know, in that part of Brooklyn, I'm always knocking on his door. Right. Do you know, lovely guy. Do you know what I mean? I think he's had the place for about 35 years or so. Mm-hmm. But yeah, some of the best proper Japanese food that you can get stateside. Wow. So our 20 viewers are going to inundate him. They're going to show up at his door. Yeah, right. Uh, so obviously part of tonight too is, is in the reason we kind of reached out is your connection with, with mental health and dementia. I wonder if you'd share a little bit about that personal connection that you have. Yeah, well, um, my dad and several of his uh, eight siblings uh, developed Alzheimer's. And my dad, particularly, he lived with it and fought it for 15 years. Mm-hmm. And it's something that was completely diabolical. I, you know, you wouldn't wish that on your worst enemy. I didn't have the best relationship with my dad, you know what I mean? And that's no secret, you know what I mean? You know, we can't all have, you know, uh, Ben Cartwright for a dad. Right. Do you know what I mean? So... But um, seeing his battles and then understanding that, it, it allowed me to look at myself. Mm. Do you know what I mean? For many, many years, I blamed my dad for a lot of things. But then, you know, seeing him in that situation, it allowed me to understand what his weaknesses were, what his challenges were right. that I had never really seen before. And that, again, in, and thusly allowed me to look inward. Do you know, so when I got a little bit of notoriety, if you will, a little bit of press. I said, well, one of the first things I want to do is I want to just put this newfound attention to things that are very important to me and close to my heart. So the Alzheimer's Association, um, the National Office, and the New York City chapter are my home charities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So seeing him suffer, you know, as I said, you, you just want to just eradicate Alzheimer's and dementia from the face of the planet. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, and that's that's really appreciate when people like you step up and, and promote that because 
it, it gives a, a new awareness, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a voice to that. Um, maybe just closing, I just the connect between, you know, we talk about not necessarily mental illness, but mental wellness, mental mm-hmm. health, the connection of what food can do, right. you know, um, for, for people's wellness. And, and I know you've talked a little bit of that connect to, to proper nutrition mm-hmm. and, and proper health and, and the food aspect. Right. Is that something that, uh, you know, at home, for example, mm-hmm. that's something that's very important to you and your, your, your family? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's, 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 it's at the top of the list. Um, you know, we don't really think about, you know, uh, mental health or mental awareness when we think about overall well-being, mm-hmm. right? We train our bodies. We train our spirits, you know, spiritually. Mm-hmm. Right. We, you know, we must train our minds as well. Mm-hmm. And I think food and nutrition has a lot to, um, has to do with that. The way one, you know, eats well or cares for oneself you know, it's a, it's a direct correlation to overall mental health. Right. You know, not only do we eat for, like I said, for our bodies, but we eat for our minds as well. We feed our brains, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Um, it, 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 it allows me to think about people who don't have the resources and people who are working two or three jobs, but they have to decide whether I'm going to pay my rent or am I going to, you know, buy food for like two weeks. Right. That's all. How am I going to get to work if I, you know, spend money on this? And then not to have you know, proper foods, you know, accessible to them, that sort of thing. It really literally breaks my heart. Do you know right. what I mean? If I, if I could, you know, I would, I, would, I would feed the entire world. It sounds cliche-ish, and you've yeah. probably heard it before, but it's a direct correlation to uh, uh, eating well mm-hmm. and overall mental health. Do you know what I mean? No, yeah. mental well-being, if you will. Yeah. Well, we talk about mental health as a human right. I think nutrition and food is also something that everybody should have access to regardless of their economic status in this world. No doubt, no doubt. There's another charity of mine, the Food Bank for New York City. It's a, it's a, it's a soup kitchen. Um, they do so much in feeding uh, hungry New Yorkers and people with uh, food insecurities. They feed roughly millions of people a week. Wow. You know what I mean? So it's, it's all that I can do to bring attention and focus to these organizations. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, you know, that's what I want to be known for. This, this, this TV stuff, it's just, it's just a vehicle. It allows me a platform to focus on the things that are most important to me. Well, thank you very much, Callum, for being here today. And we look forward to it. Thank you. When I got the call uh, about the invite, my first thought was, what, you know, what, what are they going on about? I mean, what could I possibly have to offer? Do you know what I mean? I mean, why me? And then I thought, why not me? Do you know what I mean? Because we all have challenges and things that we face, you know, on many different levels. Some of us, unfortunately, better than others, right? Now that I've had my own challenges and, and, and faced my own issues, I'm able to see my dad for the person that he really was. He had Alzheimer's, yeah, for 15 years. My dad was a very powerful man. It took Alzheimer's 15 years to take him out. He fought it with everything he had. And most, he had pride. But once you got past that pride, it was just his physicality. It just chipped away at him and chipped away and chipped away over 15 years until he finally succumbed to that diabolical, heinous disease. But if it's one thing it did, it allowed me to see my dad for what he really was, his insecurities. Um, 
sometimes I, people ask me, do you miss your dad? I say, I don't know if I really miss him, but I think that if he were here, I would love to sit down with him and have a drink, Scotch Rocks Orange Twist, and prepare a meal for him. And just ask him, what were your fears? So the first thing we want to do is, um, one of my uh, uh, charities of choice is Alzheimer's Association, understandably. Um, I uh, created several recipes for uh, brain food, food that feeds the brain, right? And one of them is a, is a cake. It's a Mediterranean lemon and olive oil cake. And the other is a, uh, a lovely salad with hamachi and all types of Vietnamese flavors, right? So if you bear with me, we're going to get stuck in. How many of us, if, if we're going to be honest, how many of us are facing challenges right now? Do we not like our jobs or we're in a, in a dodgy relationship? Or, look, I'm not trying to out anybody. You know <laughs> but we're here just, you know, we're sharing love and we're sharing food, right? And you don't have to say. But how many of us are, you know, not respected at our jobs, or we're not paid enough because we're female, you know, or, or you can't get the apartment that you want because of the way you look. I mean, how many of us, right? That's probably, I'd say, a little bit over a third of the audience. Would that be fair? Again, I'm not trying to help anybody, but it's true, we all face challenges and and, and tribulations in life, you know? Because we're, we haven't yet found who we are, and, uh, and it seems that people are running us down, right? But I got a, a feeling that the people that are running us down, or that are denying us, or are not respecting us enough, they probably have more issues than we do. W would that be a fair assessment? I got myself an agent. And the first thing he asked me, he said, okay, so where do you want to go tonight? What club do you want to go to so people can recognize you? I'm like, no, nah, man, that's not what I want to do. I want to go and find out if there's a group or an organization that's handling and that's, you know, focused on Alzheimer's that took my dad away. Not only did it take my dad away, it took my wife's dad in Denmark and my daughter's grandmother in Japan is currently suffering and living with Alzheimer's. Right? I said, this is my life's mission, this is what I want to do. Right? I want to find a soup kitchen, a reputable soup kitchen, right? where I can go and I can lend some of my brand to and I can give back to people. Because I know what it's like to go without. I know what it's like to be hungry. I know what it's like to be desperate. It's like, a, it's like an animal, a wild animal in the brush, just waiting to pounce on somebody, just so I can eat. Nobody should have to live like that to put it together, right? Would you like to carry this around and allow people to taste them? Would you mind? There you are. Cheers. I think everybody has spoons. Whoever has spoons, just help yourself, yeah? So guys, that's it. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed, yeah? Thank you for coming out. One love, everybody. Thank you.